How much do you know about Canada's immigration detention system? To be honest, most of us probably don't think a lot about it. And yet there are people out there fighting to reform it because of the sometimes abusive conditions that can be found there. A recent coroner's inquest looked into the death of a refugee from Somalia who died in 2015 in an Ontario provincial jail. But why was he in a maximum security prison to begin with when he was in immigration detention waiting to be deported? Well, dozens of organizations have signed a letter calling on the federal government to stop this practice. It's a letter actually endorsed by our next guest, former cabinet minister, Alan Rock. Thank you for being here this morning. Good morning, Simi. Your summary was right on. Oh, well, that's good to know. That's good to know. I was doing some reading on this. Why did you feel it was so important to speak out on this issue? Because I was shocked when I read the uh, landmark report from Human Rights Watch and Amnesty uh, a couple of years ago, shocked to discover what's being done in our name at the borders by the Canadian Border Services Agency. Um, And I think Canadians, when they're told about this, share that sense of shock. It's just not right. Um, Very simply stated, when a migrant or an asylum seeker appears at the border, The uh, CBSA has wide and, uh, frankly, unfettered discretion uh, to order them detained until their status is clarified at a hearing, sometimes months or even a year or more away. Ninety percent of the time they do that on the basis of uh, what they call flight risk, that the person may not turn up at at their hearing. This is not because they're a threat to public safety. Uh, The CBSA has the exclusive power to decide, Semi, where the person is held. It could be in a federal holding center or uh, it could be in a provincial jail. Uh, The CBSA operates without any civilian oversight in making these decisions. And uh, I I should say that the federal federal government enters into agreements with the provinces for the use of provincial jails for these migrants or asylum seekers. Four provinces have backed out of those agreements now because of these appalling uh, abuses. British Columbia, I'm proud to say, is one of those four. And we're working to persuade the other provincial governments to withdraw and to persuade the prime minister to stop this practice in the federal agency. When did this practice start? Well, it began uh, certainly with the creation of the Canadian Border Services Agency uh, 20 uh, or more years ago now. And over the years, tens of thousands of of detainees have been held, um, many, many of them in provincial jails. And as you pointed out, sometimes in solitary confinement, uh, they're held for, there's no legal limit on the time during which they can be held. Uh, over 300 have been held for more than a year in the last five years. Um, there, there's no practical recourse for them to go to court and challenge this. Uh, there have been 16 deaths in detention since uh, since this practice started. Uh, and as you mentioned, the inquest in Ontario, which concluded a couple of weeks ago, uh, recommended that the practice be ended because it's simply a terrible abuse of human rights. Don't forget, these people have not been charged with an offence. They've not been convicted of a crime. There's no basis for believing they're a threat to public safety. And yet they're held, many of them, in provincial jails, right with people who've been convicted of crime or who are awaiting trial now, uh, on, on uh, accusations of criminal conduct. Now, you spent some time as Justice Minister as well, so maybe you could let us know, what is the path for the federal government to put an end to this? Is there the ability to do that, or is the CBSA have that much independent like you know, work of their own? 
Well, the uh, the Prime Minister and the Government of Canada have the authority to direct the CBSA uh, to stop this practice. And what we're asking is that they do just that. We're asking that we no longer use jail for immigration detention. And in fact, on the subject of detaining migrants and asylum seekers more generally, we believe that the wide discretion and open criteria for CBSA to order someone detained should be limited, should be more carefully circumscribed. We believe there should be civilian oversight for the CBSA. It should not be off on its own exercising this remarkable authority. There are many community-based alternatives uh, to jails, to holding centers where migrants or asylum seekers uh, can be can be looked after and supported until they're hearing. We don't have to put them in jail. It, it, it's just not Canadian. Uh, thank you very much for your time on that this morning. Well, thank you, Simi, and thank you for drawing this to the public's attention. It's Alan Rock, President Emeritus of the University of Ottawa, and yes, former Cabinet Minister, speaking out about the practice of putting uh, people who are awaiting deportation into maximum security prisons. This is, does happen in provinces across the country, although, as he pointed out, BC has uh, avowed and made a commitment to no longer do this, but it still does happen, uh, and there are many organizations raising awareness about that. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.